Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Can you believe that February is already over? No. I honestly, I feel like it flashed. Like, I only, I legit posted my what I read uh-huh. for the month. I only read two books, and I felt really bad about that. But I, like, uh, where? No, I was doing something the other day, and I said something, or Tyler said something, and I said something about March, and he was like, that's tomorrow. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, today's the 28th, tomorrow's the 1st. And I was like, okay. Short month. Yeah, yeah this month went by. And uh, Yeah, it's wild. But spring is finally here. I'm so thankful for it. I know Crystal's been looking forward to it. Well, I think she kind of likes the cold a little bit. I love the cold, but March is, is when I thrive. Perfect weather. I love spring. Yeah. It's the month I got married. It's yeah, it's a good, it's a good month. month. It's yeah, a good month. my my wedding anniversary is tomorrow, tomorrow? as of recording. Mm-hmm. Friday as, as of, of when this episode comes out. Yeah, the Friday before. <laughs> so yeah, spring is here. It's definitely here. I took my kids. Me and my husband took our kids to the park today. It was oh, it was so nice. Perfect weather. I worked and, outside today, and it was yeah. like I actually got hot. yeah like our cheeks were a little red and yeah it was good because it was like what 30 degrees yesterday or something like i don't know but there is not a lot of good in the world right now but at least we have spring and you have me and crystal sitting here and doing our typical babble um but crystal and i both consider the bayou chronicles community to be sort of an escape from the world at times we were actually just, we have a new recording day ritual, I think, where we go and grab smoothies because a new yes. smoothie place. Well, Taco Bell isn't on base mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, our Taco Bell on our base left. Um, they said they didn't have enough or they couldn't afford the rent, which was crazy because it was always busy. Yes. And, and you had us. Yeah, like they had to oh, guarantee. Yeah. My husband is currently working on stuff in our house. And so if you hear a lot of stuff in the background, husband children dogs this is like real life yeah I was saying, this is the real life episode this yeah. is not the we bribed everyone to be quiet, quiet. for an hour and a half yeah because last week's episode i don't know if anybody caught on to it at the very end my kids were downstairs play, playing with the switch so i guess i did bribe them uh-huh. and i guess alex did something good because you hear him go woohoo <laughs> like in the background because I, I was listening to it while i was working out uh-huh. yesterday and at the very end, I was like, I rewinded it. And you literally can hear Alex go, woohoo. So I'm pretty sure they were playing Mario. Um, uh, I love that. But yeah, that being said, sometimes we do need to make, um, you know, a comment about current events. You know, me and Crystal are not shy about that. We will, especially if there's like a month or something or anything going on. And uh, that being said, our hearts and prayers are with the people of the Ukraine, um, or just the Ukraine. I feel like everybody feels like they have to say the, the Ukraine. Yeah, uh-huh. I I just did it, but like I know it's not. It's just it's just the yeah. anyway. I I know where you're coming from though. Yeah, who are experiencing the worst events of their lives? Um, I know my husband has been telling me he's kind of been updating me on it, and they've had their own briefing meetings about mm-hmm. it, and they are like ready and willing to go help them whenever um, they need to. But it's just a really hard time right now. And for our listeners that are not directly impacted by these events, just a reminder that it is okay to feel guilty 
overwhelmed or even disassociate and choose not to follow the current events i know to some people that seems like rude Mm -hmm. like the wrong thing like there's a lot of people who are like you have to watch the news you have to no but there's been times in my life where i've had to do that because i literally have panic attacks Mm -hmm. and it can happen so just know that you know we are personally keeping up with it you know, when we feel comfortable. I will be honest, I don't keep up with it like I keep up with other things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It is something that I take in doses, and I yeah. have told multiple people in my family, my husband included, several times, hey, let's not talk about that right now. Yeah. Because it's just, a, it's it's very it's overwhelming, overwhelming for everyone. And, and I can't even empathize with how other people are feeling about it. So just take care of yourselves. You can be empathetic and you know acknowledge it but let's be honest even those people sitting around talking about it what is those people sitting around gossiping talking about it helping the ukraine it's it's not it's not helping anything at all so with that being said we want to thank each and every one of you for your support while listening to our podcast we could not do this without you or even if no one listens I can promise you that me and Crystal would still record this. I personally would. <laughs> I would too. Um, and we do. I mean, not to like toot our horn. We do. We have average yeah. weekly every episode listeners. But that just looks into how much we wholeheartedly just enjoy doing this together. Yeah. So We're not. I mean, I think we said at the very beginning we're not out to make this like a business. But. If we made money from it, it would be I mean, everybody the loves deal. money. It makes yeah. the world go round. But it's not in anything that we're doing because we just, like, want to be the next big thing. Yeah. Want to be nice, yeah, but that's not what we're trying And for. I do feel like me and Crystal literally just had a conversation about this. I'm very much a go with the flow. If life gives me, like, you know, the right amount of money, it gives me right. I've never mm-hmm. had that, like, I don't know what do they call it, hustle culture mm-hmm. or hustle mentality. I'm very much a... Uh, where the wind blows where it takes and me. i am struggling to learn how to be, be that, that way i think i'm rubbing off on her maybe you and stephanie both are rubbing off on yeah. me on that because y'all are both that way like y'all are just like i just want to go with the flow and i'm just like i'm trying to snap myself out of the mentality that i need more 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 and i already have more than enough i don't remember where i heard it or i'm sure it's probably somebody important but i heard at one point in my life i think i was in college you can be prosperous, but you will not take that prosperity to the grave. Yeah, that's true. So I was like, I'm going to live in the moment. I mean, still have what you need. I mean, I'm not Shane and don't and spend 2000 a month on food and not want to put <laughs> oh money my in God. 401k. When I watched that, I was like, or like we've... I'm shameless gonna we've been watching a lot of reality TV show, which is rare for us. Yeah, I never watch reality And we've TV. been watching Wife Swap. Oh my god! And there was a family drama. last night on the episode. They spend forty to fifty thousand dollars a year on furniture. They get new furniture every oh year, which I have some furniture in my house that's older than the boys. Oh yeah, I do too. Like old, I have furniture in our house that's older than me. Oh yeah, like we've <laughs> had like family members hand us down. My grandparents gave yeah. us some stuff. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah, no, when he said the $2,000 a month on food thing and no 401k, I laughed only because Tyler and I, in one month, for the four of us that live in our household, so, I mean, it's basically three adults and, well, I'd really consider it four adults because 
Canon 16, so really four adults. We once spent $2,000 a month in food, but it wasn't just our food it was the month it was the month that we went to see his family yeah we bought dinner for everybody it was my yeah. birthday month i had bought birthday dinners yes like it was like the one month and i did we did that and i told him we are never spending this much money on food ever again in my life because no. it's like because when i do food i do like grocery bill any eating out we do restaurants like all of that's combined into a food i guess that's one thing me. i never feel guilty about spending on because our body does need food yeah and i like good food, food yeah so i never i I am the type of person that I would rather spend money on food and cut back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily need that jacket. Yeah, but I, but do I need really that burrito. Want that, yeah, I really I want need that, that food. taco. Oh yeah, or that I don't smoothie. need that dress, but I really yeah. want. I really want that food. <laughs> but today, Crystal will be talking about a pretty recent and big case. I'm ashamed to say I don't know, but me and Crystal um, actually when we were sitting down drinking our smoothies, which my straw has a hole in it. Oh no. <laughs> Um, we were discussing one quality we really, really like about our personal own podcast, Bayou Chronicles, is if either of us put something on the calendar, we do not research that topic. We make sure that it's genuine. So Mm -hmm. I don't know much about this. So it's going to, we're going to be, you're going to probably be asking the same questions as you're listening to this. So I'm just going to pass on over to Crystal. Okay, um, so yes, like Beth said, we don't ever really talk about each other's cases. Like, we don't research them. So she doesn't really know about this, but it's going to be a wild ride. Um, like I said, Beth doesn't know anything about this, but I think that once we start talking about it, you might have like heard some stuff in passing. I'm sure. And I just have a feeling that once I get into or it, saw you're it on the news yeah, or something, TikTok. Now, I do want to warn you and everyone listening that this story is about the murder of two children. Oh, no. Um, but I will give a warning when I start talking about the actual murders. But then, like I said, told you earlier, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because like not a whole lot is known. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll let you know if you want to skip ahead. Like, it would literally be like a 15-second skip ahead. And it's not very graphic. But I'm going to go back, all the way back, to 1973 um, when Lori Cox born was born to Janice and Barry Cox. She was the fourth of fifth children. Oh, God. And um, from what I can tell, Janice was a stay-at-home mother. Barry was a lawyer. They were a really devout Mormon LDS family. Oh, good okay. Um, I'm not sure that this is entirely relevant, but I thought it was funny. Um, but um, I found a link that according to Inside Edition, I guess they weren't really digging into this background. Barry has actually been in trouble with both the law and the state bar several times because he consistently writes books and gives advice on how to evade taxes um and like doesn't pay taxes for himself um he also believes that taxes should be illegal and that no one should ever pay taxes i'm like and i was like you know man you, you own to something you own to there something there are some things that i think are insane that we tax I was like i still think it's that i think it's crazy that i pay state tax and then pay another 11 percent in income and like in sales tax that's crazy here that's because ridiculous. we don't have that in florida i know we don't have they don't have it in pennsylvania either it's, it's one you, in pennsylvania you just pay state tax you don't i was pay. prepared for it because <gasps> i mean i've have family that lived here my my mom's previously it's lived ridiculous. here ridiculous so i knew but zach had no idea so oh like, it is 
stupid. When we came here and the first place we ate at was Ralph and Cuckoo's, uh-huh. he was like, what is this? And I was like, it's how they do taxes here. You're it just going to have to get ready. The most dumb thing yeah. ever. So, you know, Barry, like, I mean, I'm not saying you're a bad guy, but you did not pay your taxes and you're doing unethical stuff for whatever that is that's um, but nobody likes taxes because their taxes don't go to good things so that's, yeah i feel like everybody would like <sighs> dude it i told people it, for years i would pay whatever, whatever tax you wanted if i you could guarantee me that those taxes went to good things but that ain't never gonna the be the roads way. are supposedly supposed to be oh fixing God. that are never that you think you're gonna pop a tire or take the back you know fender <laughs> off oh my gosh yes i was going through Oh, this is side note. I'm sorry I'm being these people, guys. I feel like this episode's all over. <laughs> it <place>. is. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a long one, too. Have you been, you know, the, okay, you probably haven't been on this one, but if in Sam's, the third row of parking. Oh, that giant, that giant I ditch. I went through I it. swear I curbed the other day in my car, in my little SUV. This is going to sound really bad. So, this last time I went, which we didn't go together. We've normally been going lately, or we, like... Mm-hmm just happened to go yeah. at the same time i almost hit a lady because i did not want to go in the hole and then I, after i was like bethany you were willing to <laughs> run a human being over than to go through this giant pothole but it is a giant pothole it i is. went in it okay because i didn't see it until the last second oh it my was God. my car made scraping noises and everything i was like okay y'all need to fix this I, that's where i want the tax money yes, to go to the sam's parking lot please yeah. Anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but either way, I suspect that this is the reason that Barry does not do any interviews or talk to anybody because he's just not trying to, like... He's trying to go on, under the radar. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Lori grew up being a popular blonde cheerleader, like the stereotype. Like the stereotype skinny blonde peppy cheerleader oh, just literally well, it's it. not me at all yeah obviously not me um people loved her and thought the world of her though everybody said that she was super like like what's the word like people like were just attracted yes yeah, yeah. people gravitated towards her she was the light of the room she loved being the center of attention <sighs> Um, people said that she, they, like, one lady, um, her sister-in-law made the remark that she'd never seen anybody look in the mirror at themselves more than Lori had, which I don't think that was a compliment, but... I feel like I avoid the mirror. <laughs> I do, I oh, do my too. God. Um, but everybody says that she was a good person and, like, both, you know, like, smart and kind and smart and beautiful. Well, that's so, good. I mean, people spoke yeah. highly of her. Um, while she was in high school, she started dating a man named Nelson Yans, um, they dated for a while, and then as soon as she turned 18 in 1992, her and Nelson just ran off and got married. Well, her family did not like him. They never liked him. They didn't want her to get married, but by the time that they did, everybody was just like, well, too late. She's married. <laughs> um, well, this marriage was really short-lived, though. It wasn't like Britney Spears 54 hours short, but it lasted about six weeks before they finally just ended the marriage. She ended up getting it, um, what's the word? Annulled. Annulled, so, yes. So it's like uh, Kim K and what was that dude? I don't even I know. I forgot, but they were married. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so they got it annulled and she moved back in with her family. A couple years later, she met a man named Will Legolia, Legola. 
Um, they would get married in October of 95. Now, according to her family, this marriage was filled with nonstop drama, like always. Um, not even Lori becoming pregnant helped settle some of this drama. It just, it was just drama. People cheating, people just fighting, that? just, it was bad. I never understand that. Our marriage is terrible. Let's have a baby. Okay, right? Oh. By the time that their son Colby was born in 1996, Lori had decided to leave Will and, like, it was officially over, and about a year later, um, their divorce was final. Well, it took having a child to... I don't... I, I don't understand I'm not to judge, but... Well, you can judge her. However, it wouldn't be long before she started dating again. This time, she married a man named Joe Ryan in 2001. Now, at first glance, Joe was a good guy. He adopted her son, Colby. And then in 2002, they had a daughter of their own. Okay. They had a daughter named Tylee. Oh, I like that. I know. I like it, too. Now, their family or her family really liked this guy, really liked Joe at first. (laughs) Um, Two years after Tylee was born, Joe filed for a divorce and left Lori for good. No reason was really given. Um, But at some point in their relationship, word started going around the family that Joe was extremely abusive to Lori and the kids. Like, beating them. Um, Colby, in particular, was, like, the brunt of his rage. Understandably, the family was upset about this. But one member of the family was a little bit more upset than the rest. And that would have been Lori's older brother, Alex. Alex was the second of the five. Now, according to witnesses, the relationship between Alex and Lori was a little strange and just perhaps a bit closer of closer than what you'd think typical brothers and sisters have. Um, oh one God. witness even recalled seeing Alex picking up Lori with her legs wrapped around him and that they were simulating like sexual activity and like talking like like humping each other. Yeah, basically. Um, like not normal stuff. I like. I feel like my face is getting like red because <laughs> this is very weird. It's very strange. In 2007, Alex let this relationship with his sister get the best of him, and he ended up attacking his bro- his former brother-in-law Joe with a taser. This led to him spending 90 days, I think, in jail, and Joe obviously distanced himself from the family. Um, and Lori made her way to the next guy. Now, Joe would die of a heart attack several years later, but they think it's just completely just, just like, yeah, just think it was just kind of like a fluke thing that happened. He just happened to have a heart attack. But you don't think that? I mean, I do. It's just. The way you said that made it feel like. Well, let me tell you the rest of the story. (laughs) And then you can tell me if you think. I feel like you were giving me eyes. I kind of was. I'm speaking to you. Okay, so that's when she met Charles Vallow um, from Calcasieu, Louisiana. While living in Austin, um, raising both Colby and Tylee, she met Charles while she was cutting hair, and they were instantly inseparable. They were married in ni- in 2006 and joined their families together in Phoenix, Arizona. So Charles had two sons from a previous marriage, and Lori had Colby and Tylee. This is, I know I know this is like ten years, but this is like a lot. Uh huh. And it's only like I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and like okay, this so this is her is, life. Yeah, this is husband number four. 
Okay, so she first got married in 92, and she met, married husband number four in 2006. I'm just thinking about, I my anniversary is June, and I've almost been married to one person for 10 years. I'm trying to envision, in the time I've been married to Zach, having been married to, like, four, and been moved, and, like, <laughs> had, this is, okay, carry on. Yeah, it's a this lot. Is, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It is a lot. Um, so Charles had his two, Lori had her two. Charles is completely devoted to Lori and her family stated that he treated her like unlike any other man had treated her in the past. He had money and he truly gave her whatever she wanted. He took her on like lavish vacations, spoiled Colby entirely, like just gave her whatever she wanted. He even went as far as converting from Catholicism to Mormonism to the LDS church just so that he could marry her. Like, he wanted to be with her. I was about to say if you could say what that meant in case people didn't know. The LDS? Yeah. Um, that's the church, the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Latter Saints. Saints. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, seven years after they got married, the couple ended up adopting Charles's two-year-old grand-nephew, J.J., so Charles's brother or Charles' sister and brother-in-law were the grandparents of JJ. So their son. So. So I'm assuming he's older than her if he has a grandnephew. Older than Lori. Yeah, like by um, a lot. No, they're about. They're kind of close. They're similar in age. His. His sister was just older than him. Okay, I was saying something had to be... Yeah, so his sister had a younger son who okay. had a, had a had son. S- okay. And they couldn't care for the son, so... Okay. Basically, um, his grandparents, Kay, um, with his sister, um, Charles's sister, they were going to care for JJ. But JJ had autism, and uh-huh. they, they were already in their late 60s at that point, and so they didn't see... Like, it was, they didn't think it would be a very good idea for them to raise a one, two-year-old kid with autism. They just didn't think it would be possible for them in their late 60s, which I agree. younger kids. Yes, and I agree that that's probably not, you know, the smartest thing. they really cared for him. And so, basically, what happened was Charles and Lori came to them and said, hey, we would like to adopt JJ if, you know you know, if it would be easier for you guys and, like, That's so really that he still be a part of it. And so they agreed. They let him. And then his brother and his sister and brother-in-law still kind of assumed a grandparent role over J.J. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was their grandchild. Um, and I know it was a hard choice for them. I'm pretty sure it felt like an impossible choice, but they knew it was for better, like, to put them with a family that was still their family but also was in a better you, age to you take care do of what's best for the child, yeah. so. so now this was a family of seven. Oh my god um and they were thriving okay like literally jj was thriving he was in videos you can see him just like the absolute brightest kid like just goofing around jumping on the trampoline he had a scooter that he loved he was incredibly inventive and like would like um like, I think at one point he had a backpack and he used stuff around the house to make his backpack into a jetpack. And he would, like, hilarious. pretend to fly around on his little jetpack. He was starting to become more social and play with friends. And he was just, like, really thriving. Especially with uh, with Tylee. 
um, according to his grandparents, JJ's grandparents, they were inseparable. Like, she, like, in one video, she jokes about how JJ's her kid. Like, Aww. that's her. She's like, the, he's mine. This is my baby. Uh-huh. And, like, they wouldn't go anywhere without each other. They Aww. were just best buddies. Now, everything, for most part, looked great on the outside. But on the inside, the it just started to crumble. And over time, the extended family started to notice that something was wrong. But they weren't really able to put their finger on it. Um, At some point in 2015, though, Lori started to read a series of books called Standing in Holy Places. Now, these books were written by a man named Chad Daybell. So, a little bit about Chad. He was born in 1968 in Utah, and he was married to his college girlfriend. He went to BYU, Brigham Young, um, to, um, that's, where he ended up marrying his girlfriend, Tammy, and together they had five children. In addition to writing this series of books, he also worked a series of jobs, including grave digging, just to make ends meet. He did all kinds of stuff. Um, Chad's book was a huge, had a huge focus on end times, like end times things, like the end of the world stuff, mm-hmm. and was I very agree. like LDS themed. Like rapture and yes. stuff like that. So this really wasn't a big deal at first, especially with like the more like LDS themes. It wasn't really an issue for a lot of people until he started to expound on it and take and not just talk about actual LDS theology, but started to almost make up his own theology. And that's something that they 100% don't do. So that's when it kind of started becoming iffy for a lot of people. Well, because they're very much like, rigid by the book yes so after living in utah for his entire life chad claims that he heard a voice telling him that he needed to move his family to rexburg idaho now the city is like 95 percent mormon like like 95 percent mormon and the most criminal thing that happened that somebody was joking about was that the water tower was spray painted like that was the most criminal thing that happened in this in this oh town. Oh my god, they would hate our town. Oh my gosh, we literally had two people probably killed today. Yeah. We, literally, yeah. literally, not even kidding. Um, and that's not joking, that's just saying that this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was a safe town. Well, in, ni- in 19, Jesus, in 2018, <laughs> Lori attended an event where she met Chad for the first time. Her best friend, Melanie, described Lori as a super fan, like was obsessed with his books, was obsessed with Chad, everything that he did, his life, just like fangirled over him. Um, Melanie said it wasn't long before Chad and Lori started talking and were talking nonstop, like they just hooked into each other. Um, She even recounted how Chad told Lori that they had been married several times in previous lifetimes. So, I, I but Christian people don't believe in that, or like you know <laughs> religious people. So while Mar- while Melanie was aware of the relationship that was growing between Chad and Lori, Charles did not. Charles did not know about any of this. So once while Charles was away for work, Lori um, had most of the kids out of the house and invited a group of people over, including her best friend and Chad to basically stay the night and talk about all these callings that Chad had been having. He told the group about different lives that he had lived um, all across the universe on other planets. He talked about how people can either be light or dark, 
and light people are not like skin color. I Sorry, read I your next. I read your next line and I was like, oh Sorry. my god! I should qualify. Light meaning like the energy Good. that they give off. Good light followers yeah. are followers of Jesus, and dark followers are followers of Satan. However, Brigham Young was an incredibly racist person, so there might be truth in that statement that it is a little racist. I mean, I don't my know. Went, my. I'm. I'm. I mean, I didn't think about it when I, I was doing it. I knew what you it. were saying, but just reading it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, like I said, the Brigham Young, that's incredibly, he's incredibly he's racist. Specific type of people that, you know, go there. Yeah. Um, over the course of this meeting, though, he started to elevate Lori's position in the group by claiming that she was an eternal being um, and that she had also lived several lifetimes and that five of those lifetimes she lived on earth with him and they were married. Um, at this point, Chad started to dive into, like, this doomsday conspiracy theory. I don't even want to call it a conspiracy theory. Um, but he would tell people that they needed to start prepping for stuff. You needed to stockpile weapons. You needed to stockpile food. Like, all kinds of stuff. I'm just confused because if they believe in God, the rapture's going to take everybody up before the bad stuff happens. Well, that depends on if you're pre, mid, or post-tribulation. I guess, but... I'd... Yeah, okay. But he would use his dreams and visions that he claimed to be having as proof of this. And this really impacted Lori. Like, really impacted her. She started sending family prep kits like boxes of stuff that she'd prepped for them she started telling people that um that they needed to be prepared that this and this were signs of the times she was telling people that um that she was a translated being and that nothing could harm her that she couldn't get sick (laughs) she would tell people that if a bullet was shot at her right now the bullet would either ricochet off or it would just flow through her body superman (laughs) look she is she is Um, so i don't know that i would call this a cult just yet i don't know it's very strange that is 100 percent cultish that is cult behavior they cult behavior need black robes in boone's farm in the cup (laughs) for them all to drink by early 2019 charles knew that something was wrong poor charles and he knew that she was not the same married like the same woman that he married okay so they got married in 2006. You got, so they had been married for a while by this point. You got this man that is buying you whatever you want. Taking her to Hawaii all the time. You've had these men that were beating on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly. We don't. In January of 2019, he came home and was locked out of his house. Nobody was home and he couldn't get a, a, get a hold of... Um, he couldn't get a hold of Lori, he couldn't get a hold of JJ, couldn't get a hold of Tylee, no one. Well, it was at this point that he calls the police and he starts telling the police about what's going on. He tells them that she has started to claim that she's the reincarnated wife of, of the um, Mormon leader Joseph Smith. That she is his reincarnated wife. And that she wants nothing to do with Charles, wants nothing to do with JJ. And body cam footage, Charles is telling officers all of this and that he hasn't spoken to JJ or Tylee in several days and he's really worried. 
He tells the officers that she has, quote, lost her mind and that she has said that she wanted to kill him because he is, quote, not Charles and no one would care. So basically, her thing is, is she was saying that Charles was not himself, that someone took over his body. I know, it's body snatchers. Yeah, that he is not Charles anymore, that Charles is gone, that these... I don't want to use this word so early because it's important later on. But she starts to claim that he is a zombie. And that his he's just not who he is anymore. And so if she killed him, it wouldn't matter. And if she did kill him, she could kill him right now and get away with it. Because she has angels that are helpers that would help her get rid of his body. Do you know I what, wish I was exaggerating any of the words I'm saying right now. Do you know immediately comes to mind? What? Paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that she That ain't. was a nervous laugh. I promise I was not <laughs> laughing at this schizophrenia community. I'm, but, yeah. It, well, he petitions the court to have her taken in for a mental assessment. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but she shows up to the police station claiming that she, only reason that she left the house and changed the locks is because she was angry that Charles cheated on her and that she had evidence. Now, at this, while she's talking to her, she has Tylee with her. And she is talking about how over the years, Charles has gotten really, really angry and things have gotten really, really bad and that they've had to leave the house because things have gotten so bad. And they asked Tylee if this is true and she was like, yeah, that's happened like two or three times. And I'm like, two or three times over the years? So you're telling me that this couple who's been married since 2006. Almost almost 20 years, basically. Yeah, 2006 they've been married and over two to three times they have gotten into arguments so bad that they've had to separate. To me, like... To me, that's normal. That's normal. I hate to say I that. Was gonna, yeah, I don't want to... Like, it may not be normal for everybody, Everyone. but, like, that's pretty normal. No married couple is perfect. No. Especially and you're, when you have kids. Yeah, you're going to get into an argument. And if you got into two to three on the, pretty, in over 15 I years... I good. I think that's awesome. I think that's really good. Like, because, like, I, I think... Tyler and I, we, so tomorrow will be four years that we've gotten married. I think the amount of times that we've gotten in arguments over four years that one of us has either stormed out or, like, just had to, like, physically just get out of the house has probably been, like, two or three times. So I'm just like... Shoot, I'm not giving my number, but... <laughs> but, but, I, but, yeah. But still, like, it happens. Yeah. Like, it happens. So I'm like, that does it. That feels that weird. That feels normal. And also, where's this evidence that he cheated on her? Yeah. Anyway, she when just, she's probably cheating she on him. She said she's like four or five people's wives. <laughs> like, <sighs> so she decides she's going to just go in for this mental assessment. And she does. It's 24 hours and then she's free to go. Good. So she goes. And then as soon as she gets out, um, she immediately steals $35,000 from his business account, takes Tylee and leaves and goes to Hawaii for almost two months. So while he's gone, while she's gone with Tylee, Charles files for divorce in an order of protection against her. Well, I mean, you're gonna. I'm not even. I'm gonna hold my questions because I know you're gonna tell me. What was your question? I'm gonna say what about the other children? She just takes the one. She just takes the one because Colby's moved out of the house by this point. Colby's older. Older. Okay. Tylee's the only one that's hers that she has at home she, besides JJ. I guess. Like my other question is school. That's I, a great question. I'm probably. She didn't think about that. She's, I feel like she, at this point, she's downward spiraling. Just think about it. Like, we have literally hit the peak 
we are just all spiral at this point. So just she's not thinking about any of that at this point. Nothing at this point. Now, at this point, both families, her family and Charles' family, are aware that something is wrong with Lori and that she's not the same person that she was just, like, a year ago. It's just, like, two whole months. Mm -hmm. Nobody, like, try and goes and gets her. Mm Mm-mm. Not I that know, I could find. Good and well, Zach would have immediately got on a plane and like drug my butt. Well, back. I'll be honest. I would say telling to Tyler right now that you're not Tyler and that somebody's done something to your body and you're a zombie and someone could I could kill you right now and no one would know it. I would have been in the hospital for a lot longer than 24 hours. Um, I would also have not have even been in Hawaii because Tyler would not have let me leave. No, not with a child. Absolutely not. No. Tyler would have strapped me to a yeah. bed before he let me leave. And this is, yeah. I am not, I am not faulting Charles at all. Well, like, it's also like not legally yeah. his child. Yeah. So like, I am not saying that Charles did anything wrong at all. At all. I'm just saying. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming her family. Okay. Because, I mean, like, I mean, do you agree or disagree? Like, nobody tried? Like, a mom, a grandma, I mean, a I couldn't find anything about anything, anybody trying. she got trying. four siblings. I could not find anything about anybody trying. But it was just two months. I don't even know if anyone even knew anything was going on. I could not find anything about that for this moment. I mean, I guess life gets away from you. And you it don't does. Talk and she could, have, she could have called them and never even told them that any of this was we're going fine. on. we're fine. We're at home. Yeah, I she guess. could have just played it off like it was nothing. Like, yeah, I guess. Well... Lori's older brother, his the like the middle one, is pretty open and like t- says a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about what's this going is not on. The one not Alex, helped. no. Okay, this is a middle like the exact middle okay. child. Um, and he says that it was around this time though that she started telling them about living on other planets and being like this translated human being, and that she was. Um, immortal, that she couldn't be killed, that she couldn't, she didn't even need to eat anymore. Like, just, just I, everything. I hate to be that way, but immediately I go to, like, all uh, kinds of psychological I, issues. Yes, I feel like I say that, like, if someone started doing that to me, like, tomorrow, I would be like, hmm, okay. But, like, on the flip side of it, I'd be like, are you okay? Like, I think like, I personally... But, like, I feel like people also are scared to, like, get in. in yeah. Like, yeah. get involved in stuff because, like, is it really your business? But at the same time, like, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard. So, mm. but either way, she was obsessed with the end of the world and was so scared that it was going to be ending at any time. Charles was understandably scared at, like, her behavior, and he started to cover his bases in additional ways. He had his sister, Kay, um become the beneficiary of his one million dollar life insurance policy took glory off put her his sister on um because she he she said that he told her that if anything ever happened to him jj should go to Kay and her yeah. husband and they would need money to raise I mean, him they originally had him, yeah so, so and she and he knew that they needed money. He also told his lawyer that if anything ever happened to him, that it was Lori who killed him. Like that's not suspicious. Like, that's it. Well, July eleventh, two thousand nineteen, police were called to the Vallow house when they received a phone call from Alex, brother Alex, Lori's brother, saying that he shot a man in the house, shot his brother-in-law to be specific. 
The story he told police was that Charles was picking up JJ for school and started screaming and hitting Lori, and he confronted him. Tylee grabbed her bat from her bedroom and started to poke Charles with it. That's when Charles grabbed the bat from him, or from Tylee, and hit Alex on top of the head. Angry, Alex went to his room that was in the house, because apparently he stayed the night, I don't understand, and grabbed a gun. They were fighting, and Charles was trying to hit him again, and Alex just took control and shot Charles in the chest. He says that Lori, Tylee, and JJ were not in the house when he shot him, but when he went to go get the gun, that's when Lori, Tylee, and JJ left. Lori and Tylee took JJ to school and then came back to the house. So in the body cam footage, Alex is just sitting on the side of this, like on the street on the sidewalk. He's just, just there, just very casually talking about the weather. Has like this wound on the back of his head that's just kind of like where you can tell someone hit. But even um, Charles's sister was like, if Charles hit somebody with a bat, he would have hit him a lot harder than that. Apparently, he had played baseball all through um, high school and college or something like that. And he was like, if he would have hit somebody, he wouldn't have been hitting them just to... More than likely, they would have yeah. died. Like, it would have been bad. Yeah. And they said even that, it was just such a superficial wound. Well... Like, he could have hit himself. Like, yeah. Um, well, when Lori gets back from the house, she's talking to the police. And she's making jokes with the police about how the neighbors must be wondering what's going on because they just moved in, like, the week before. And she's like, yeah, we just moved in, like, the week ago. I'm sure the neighbors are just, you know, whatever. I'm like, sorry, neighbors. And he's dead? And he's dead. He's dead. And she's making jokes. I'm just thinking if it was Zach or Tyler, we would be hysterical. I just well, know us. I mean, they had been separated for five months, but I, still, I still think I would still be, especially if you were married to somebody that's been our that long. You've been married that long, that long. Also, You've been I'm married like theory, thirteen years. I'm just, the story confuses me. You quickly left the house, but would you not hear gunshot? Go back in the nope, house. Nope, you wouldn't take your son to school. Take your son to school. You'd be like, oh, I heard that. I'm just mm-hmm. going to Just keep going. It. 36 hours, though, after Charles died, Lori finally texted his sons and told them that their father died. 36 hours and a text message later. Y'all should see Bethany's face. I told y'all. This girl's crazy. I just... That made me... This is sad to say. This makes me think of a family member of my own that I don't talk to anymore. Her husband died, also my family member. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot older. Mm-hmm. And he was a lot older than her. And he passed from COVID. Mm-hmm. And she had his home health nurse text his daughter. Oh, that's nice. Like three days later that he had oh, passed. That's nice. That's a fantastic person. Yeah. I don't talk to them anymore. I, I wouldn't either. That's yeah. a fantastic person. I cannot person. imagine. No. I, I can. Like, hey, text message, your father died. Oh, my God. What happened? He died three days ago. Like, immediately when my granny passed and we knew, like, we knew that day it was going to, you just know. Mm-hmm. Immediately, like, right after, like, we were all on the phone. Oh, Yeah. 
telling everybody. Yeah, same here. And then we were like, hey, can you also call or like let this Yeah, you start a phone tree. Yeah. I cannot. I, I cannot. Just, like, children that you had in your home that you helped raise, mm-hmm. not letting them, like, for. You don't let them know. Two whole days. For t- yep. So, the next week is when Lori found out that she wasn't going to get any of that million dollars. Because she knew he had this life insurance policy. But, it was a week later that she found out that she was not going to get any of it. At this point, she started to withhold JJ from his grandparents. Like, would not talk to them, would not do anything. Imagine killing somebody and then realizing afterwards. He didn't get none of it. Can you imagine? So the only contact that JJ's grandparents had with him was a quick um, FaceTime call that ended with him, like, being rushed off the phone. Like, they said it felt like he was, like, talking on the phone and there was somebody behind him, like, trying to rush him. And that was the only conversation that they had with him for four months. Well, later on at the end of 2019, that was when they would find out that Lori had actually moved Tylee and JJ to Rexburg, Idaho. Of course. Mormon city. Of course. His grandparents tried reaching out several different ways because they just wanted to know that he was okay and they wanted to talk to him. And Lori was just preventing that at whatever. She she would not answer any text messages, Mm -hmm. wouldn't answer any phone calls, nothing. Now, September 23rd, 2019, JJ was last seen on, like, video camera footage playing outside with a friend. And the next day, Lori would pull him out of school claiming that she was homeschooling him. Now, worried because they hadn't heard from JJ, his grandparents decided to do a welfare check and Mm -hmm. call the police for that. Yeah, you do that on anybody. Yes. Now, when the police arrive, they do not find the kids, but they do find Alex and Chad. So, brother Alex and Chad. Alex claims that JJ is in Louisiana with his grandparents, which raised red flags to the police because they're the ones who asked for the welfare check. Why? Genius. Wanna, I just Genius. I know why this brother is so smart and involved. Or following. Yeah. Now, police wait for Lori to return and they ask her where JJ is. JJ says that she's, that JJ, Lori says that JJ is with her friend Melanie and that Tylee is at college at BYU, like the BYU-Idaho oh campus. Oh my god. So as soon as the police left Lori, she called her friend Melody and was like, hey, can you tell the police that JJ's with you? Immediately no. Immediately. Immediately And Melanie no. was like, No. Why do you need me to do that? Thank you. And she's like, just, can you do it? And she's like, where is JJ? And he's like, well, she's with his grandparents in Louisiana. And she's like, can you please do it? And I guess she pretends to, like, let her think she's going to do it. But then when the police call, she's like, look, no, she asked me to tell you guys that she was. And I'm like, Melanie. Like, y'all may be best friends. Y'all may be best friends. But she was like, no, ma'am, you are not. I don't care. Like, even, like, I love you. Like, same. If you you said, hey, can you tell? I don't have the boy. No. No. Why? Why? Let me say that to you. Why would I lie and say? No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. And maybe it's a whole different story if you said, hey, if Zach calls, say that I'm with you. Like, I'd maybe say, okay. I'd maybe give you that. But not, not a kid. children. Not your kids. Not your kids. Not one that they're coming to do a wellness check, which no. means that there's apparently Abs- been something going on. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So she refused and said that she had not seen JJ in months since they left. 
By the time the police went back to the house, though, at this point, the house was completely cleared out. Everything was gone. Whole house was gone. Like, the house was still there, but, like, the whole interior of the house, they took everything. Can you imagine the whole house gone? That would be funny, though. It just disappeared. (laughs) So, at this point, you might be wondering how the grandparents even knew where to send the police. They didn't know where they were. They just knew that they found out that they moved to... That is a good point. How'd they find out? Well, it turns out Lori had made an Amazon purchase on Charles' account that his sister, Kay, had access to. Mm Mm-hmm. On October the 2nd, 2019, Lori had purchased a wedding ring and had it shipped to an address in Rexburg. I also don't think of buying wedding rings on Amazon, but... Yeah. I mean, I bought, like, these little fake well, things, yeah. but, like, yeah. I was thinking, I was imagining, like... like a wedding. Um, yeah. Well, I think it was, I think it was for, uh, I think it was, like, a band, like, like just, like, uh, not, like, a plastic one, but, like, a, a silicone one, but, like, a... Just like a man's Man's wedding man. Yeah. Because it was like $49 or something like that. Oh, okay. Now, this is what I'm telling you. This is, I'm going to throw a lot of stuff at you. And if it's too much, too fast, and you got lots of questions, just come at me. I'll try to answer them. Okay. Now, the same day that she bought this ring, October the 2nd, 2019, 900 miles away, Lori's nephew, his nephew-in-law, excuse me, Brandon was in a drive-by shooting in front of his house. He was okay. Nothing, none of the bullets hit him. However, the car that was used in the shooting was a Jeep, a green Jeep Cherokee that was registered to none other than Charles Vallow, her ex-husband, or still husband at this Mm -hmm. point. Okay. So that happened all on the same day. Now, October the 9th, I'm going to throw you a lot of stuff here. Chad's wife, Chad Daybell, Chad's wife, Tammy, was unloading things from her car when a masked man with a paintball gun, like, roughed her up and tried to shoot her with this paintball gun, but it wasn't working. She screamed for her husband, and the guy ran off. And she posted all about this experience on her Facebook page and how scared she was and how she freaked out that she filed a police report. Um, But nothing ever came of the police report. They couldn't find the guy. Now, on October 19th, Chad found her dead in her bed. In their bed. Lori? No. No, who? His wife, Tammy. Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking Lori was his wife. Not yet. Well, they won't. Well, they, they seem like it. So, 10 days after she's attacked by this masked man, she's dead in her bed. He claims that she went to sick. She went to bed sick and must have died in her sleep. At this point, he refused an autopsy and she was buried. I yeah. automatically think that's suspicious when they How did do you? that. So, in late October, I think it was October 31st, 31st Halloween to be specific a private investigator told um well had witnessed alex cox so Lori's brother alex and Lori's niece melanie this is a different melanie than her friend so okay. friend melanie and niece melanie her niece melanie packing up items before they moved to rexburg they had told a neighbor that they were moving to rexburg so they were packing up a lot of stuff throwing away kids stuff just cleaning out the house just putting stuff by the street well, 
this Melanie is the ex-wife to the Brandon who was shot at on the 2nd. Oh. Okay. So by November 4th, Alex and Melanie have driven all the way up to Rexburg. And they arrive this like right around or like the day before Chad and Lori are getting ready to leave to go somewhere. Okay. So two weeks later, so two weeks after Tammy, Chad's wife, dies, Lori and Chad fly to Hawaii. Just the two of them, and they get married. Two weeks after his wife dies. It was during this trip, though, that they tell people all kinds of stories about their families. They told some that Tylee had died. They told other people that Lori had no children. Um, Just completely erased JJ from all of the stories. Did not exist. Once they returned back from Hawaii is when JJ's mother Kay requested the welfare check. So that's why when they show up, Alex and Chad are at the house. All of this has happened. They have gotten married. Alex and this niece have moved up. They've got... You know, they've moved in together. Apparently, everybody was, like, spread out at this point. So, everyone was concerned at this point. The police in Arizona and Idaho and the FBI were all trying to investigate what was going on at this point. Because, if anything, they had transported these kids across state lines and no one knows where they're at. No one's, just no one knows. In December of 2019, the news suddenly comes out that Lori's brother, Alex, has died of a blood clot. Just up and dies. While their brother, his and Lori's brother, says that that he doesn't exactly suspect foul play, he does say that his brother had no history of blood clots and that they do find it a little suspicious that he just died of blood clots. So, I'm just giving you a lot of information, just... Just go with it. I feel like my brain is... It's a lot. This whole family. Now, early 2020, media coverage on finding JJ and Tylee is in full swing. Everybody wants to know where they're at at this point. Tammy's body is exhumed and an autopsy is performed. The results of which have never been released to the public. But they did wrap up and have, like, like, concluded the case in early 2021 but um and they do have someone assigned to the case but they haven't said anything about it and i suspect it's just because this whole thing is still going on now it wasn't long though before police found out that Lori was actually back in hawaii with chad so after the police come they look for they look for the kids. They ask where the kids are. She lies. They know she's lying. They disappear. Where do they disappear to? Hawaii. You know what? I'm just now remembering. I'm pretty sure I did see something about this, but I did not know all this backstory. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of backstory. It's crazy. So, understandably, at this point, the media was trying to understand why in the world a mom with two missing children would just pick up and move and vacation in Hawaii. I, I'm i going to be honest here. I would have to be checked in for a grippy sock vacation. vacation. That's, yeah, that's the only vacation I'd be going on. Because, I mean, Zach calls me a helicopter mom, but, like, I just know. Mm-hmm. I would be making myself sick. Mm-hmm. 
Well, while investigating, police are able to track down a storage locker that was rented by Lori in October of 2019. So, right when all this was happening. So, right when she bought the ring, right when her brother-in-law or her nephew-in-law was getting shot at, right when Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy, died. All of, all of this was happening around the same time. She rented a storage locker. So, like, at this point, have the kids been missing a year? The kids have only been... This is... The kids have been officially missing since September of 2019. That's oh the last my. time that they've been seen. Oh, my God. And this is early 2020 at this point. So, that's when police are able to track down the storage locker um, because she defaulted on payment on it. Well, once they were able to get inside, they found clothing, bikes, clothes, and photos that belonged to both Tylee and JJ. It seemed to be like all of their stuff was just stored here. After police are able to view surveillance videos, they can see that several people, including Lori and Alex, are moving heavy items and items in and out of the storage thing storage locker i guess you could say it's like a big storage room um in one video it does show a man carrying a large heavy tote and it looked like something was hanging out the side and for a while people thought that it could have been like an arm or a leg but police were able to determine that it wasn't a body part it was actually part of a car seat i have no idea how they discovered and figured that out but it did kind of calm fears a little bit that like moved or yeah it did kind of give jj's grandparents a little bit of faith back that they would find him at the end of 2020 or january 2020 police have decided that they have enough evidence for a search warrant so they execute a search warrant on their home in hawaii and it's here that the only belongings that they find in the house belong to the two of them Lori and chad they find two yoga mats two like two sets of everything to like stuff for the beach only two of them to this to that everything was just for the two of them this is just what comes to mind is like in third grade i had i've told crystal this i had a really bad case of chicken pox i Mm. literally have scars all over my body here on my shoulders it was really bad i was out for a a while and my mom told the school she told what was going on Mm -hmm. and they still hounded her wanting to know where i was Mm -hmm. and how long i was going to be away from school could they send me homework and i'm just thinking like of jj like Mm -hmm. i mean tylee was she was older Mm -hmm. 17 college age you Mm -hmm. know but like jj like how long he was out of school and then like at the end she said she was homeschooling him but Mm -hmm. like just think about it like Mm -hmm. nobody it's scary went looking called the cops i would i would have to when they executed the search warrant on their car that's when they ended up finding um jj's ipad tylee's debit card and both of their birth certificates immediately children do not go anywhere without an ipad and a 17 year old without a debit debit card Oh, red flag. Yeah. The police told her at that point that she had five days to show up to court with the kids back in the, like, on the, in the States. Um, she had five days to show up to court with the kids or she'd be held in contempt. Or an explanation. Okay. January 30th came and went. No Lori, no JJ, no Tylee, nothing. 
Police immediately arrest Lori on two felony counts of desertion and non-support, three and three misdemeanors, including contempt of court. By June 19th, 2020, so about six months later, police were finally able to get a search warrant for the home and property of Chad. While searching for what claimed to be a pet cemetery, they found they finally found human remains. Wait, so from January to June, it took them long, that, that long, long to, to get, get a search warrant for Chad. We could have done skipped. Well, she was in jail. I mean, not her, but she, like, Her bail was ridiculous. But I mean, like, anybody could have gone mm-hmm. and, like, got rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where I tell you, just a little heads up, I'm going to talk about how they found these bodies. So if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead like 15, 20 seconds. So they finally did have enough to arrest Chad as well. And that was kind of like the thing because they knew he was involved, but they really didn't know how he was involved. Um, but since they found this on his property, they were this kind of gave them proof. Did him and his wife not have children? They had five. I know. But they were all older. Oh, that's yeah. what I was yeah. wondering. Um. They, because at this point, she was born in the 70s. She was, like, 45, almost 50. So, like, all their kids are a little older. They first found JJ's body wrapped up in a shallow grave in a black plastic bag. And it was, like, held together, like, really tight with duct tape. And that's how they found him. Um, just a short distance away from JJ, they were able to find Tylee's body. And Tylee's body was dismembered and partially burned. So it was hers a little bit more, a little bit more gruesome. That's all they know. That's all they got on it. That's all they know about how they were killed. That's all that's been released. Like I said, this is still the active Like case. even today? Yes. That's all, that's all you will know. Like if you look up how they died, you will look up and see that JJ was found in a plastic bag. Tylee's body was dismembered and burned. That's it. The day after they were found, that's when JJ's grandmother officially released to the police that they had found the bodies, um, that it was JJ. She was devastated, obviously. Now, at this point, Chad was charged with murder, and Lori had charges, had her charges um, changed from obstruction, changed from what they were to obstruction and concealment of evidence regarding her children's remains. So she hasn't officially been charged with murder. Um, and in 2020, more court documents came out and some of those other dots started to connect. So it turns out that at the end of November of 2019, the same month that Lori and Chad got married, Lori Co- uh, Alex Cox and his, and his niece Melanie drove down with, to Las Vegas with their partners mm-hmm. and got married. On the 29th, Alex married Zule- Zulima Pastadines, Pastadines. Sorry if I just butchered that. And the next day, Melanie married a man named Ivan Pawlowski. I am, Pawlowski. immediately know why they did this. Why? Immediately. You can't testify against a spouse if you're legally married. Come to find out, though, Ian admitted to the police that Melanie and Alex conspired to kill her ex-husband, Brandon, and that he told her this. So apparently he where, got around that the, rule where the gun was yeah blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. where the the drive-by he said he was saying that melanie and alex conspired to commit that well i don't i think that rule is like they can't necessarily use it for like damaging well, yeah you know? well no i th- 
I looked it up, and I think it's different in every state, but I think the way that it was mostly, mostly phrased to me for most states, and this is just how I understood it, is that you cannot be compelled. So, like, they couldn't sit, like, if Zach did something bad, they couldn't force you to testify. You can't be, but like, if subpoenaed. You, yeah, but if you wanted to of your own volition yeah. because you want to, then you're more than welcome to, which I feel like is what he did in this case. Like, he wanted to. They didn't force him. He just volunteered that information and was like, I will tell you this. Very much snitches get stitches, but, like, death automatically makes that rule go out the door. Oh, me. 100%. 100%. So, further info does eventually come out that Melanie actually was of the same, like, I'm just going to call it delusion that Lori was. That she completely believed in Chad's teaching, everything that he did, that he had lived all these different lives, that he was this elevated being. She was just hook, line, and sinkered in this. What does that have to do with killing the children, though? It has nothing to do with necessarily killing the children. You're saying they were But I'm saying that this was not just Lori that her brother was involved her niece was involved and no one knows what capacity they were involved if they were involved in killing the kids or if they just happened to be there or if they were covering for her nothing and no one knows at this point because they're not even on trial until 2023 so we're not going to know any of this until it comes out okay so I do have three questions okay you probably can't answer them because I don't think they have much did they ever go back and like review Charles' death? Well, they just know he, they they just know he is he's dead, and they can't. I mean, I guess they could maybe charge him at this point, but they just they. I mean, they can't because Alex ruled, died. Yeah, well, they but they also ruled him scot free off of any charges. That's they wild. just said it was self defense and closed the case. So, do yeah. you think they killed Alex so he wouldn't rat on them? Um, I or do you thought just think of, he? I mean, people can. Some people can just die. Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks he did just die, but I do think that Alex was a hundred percent like Lori's hitman, so to speak. And there's different types of blood clots. It could have been like an aneurysm, you know, like when mm-hmm. like the what do you call it? Like the air bubble necessarily yeah. moves. Yeah. And destruct stuff. It could have been that. It could have been a million different things. But I don't. I don't necessarily know about that. I did think about it, um, unless there's you know, or Chad killed him, and there's some reason that we don't know about yet. I am curious and wanting to know who was the man that attacked Chad Daybell's wife. Um, I yeah. at first thought maybe it was Alex, but the timeline doesn't line yeah. up with when Alex. They would have been back up. at the house. Um, they actually it. would have still been in Arizona. Zona. Um, so I thought about that, but it just doesn't line up. I don't know if maybe it was actually Chad that was doing it. Um, just trying to scare his wife. Okay, third question. What about Lori's older son? Has he ever, like, He's never spoken, spoken out? with anything. He's never I mean, spoken. his sister was killed, yeah. and then JJ. Um, the, only co- the only communication, he was the last person to technically have communication with Kylie, or not Kylie, Tylee. He actually had sent her money on Venmo. Um, in the middle of September, and she had accepted it, and they, um, I think he had, like, texted her something really quick and was like, I love you, or something like that, um, but that was, like, the, the last time that anyone heard from him, but he hasn't spoken out. Um, the only people in the family, in Lori's family, that have talked to the press in any capacity are her mom. Um, there's actually on 2020, there's a two-part 
episode, like one, like it's two different years. But their mom, her mom. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Her mom, to be completely honest, makes me kind of feel like her mom doesn't think any of this happened. Like her mom thinks that Lori's innocent. Somebody that's murdered of, and buried the kids yeah, in her like, backyard. Like that's the kind of vibe I got from it. Lori's, um, Lori's sister. Um, she talks to the press about it, and she's very much kind of like, my sister was kind of crazy, but she was a good person, but we don't know what happened. Like, we don't know why she went crazy kind of thing, but she's not denying that it happened. Brainwashed. <laughs> um, Lori's brother, their middle brother, talks to the press a lot. And then Charles Vallow, his, um, one of his sons, um... And one of his nephews that was actually living with the with them for a little bit too, they both talk to the press a lot. Look, I mean, they obviously wanted to be together. That was like I can't when you were describing this from the very beginning. I got that vibe. They just wanted mm-hmm. they just wanted to be together. Get rid of their spouses. They just wanted to get rid of everybody. Okay, but like they could have just divorce. Tylee, Tylee was old enough that they could have just she said, hey, to college. go to college. Don't. And then give JJ yeah. back to, to his, his grandparents, grandparents or his mom or his parents. Like, I just don't. There's, there's so many options. So many I options. So, at this point, I until the actual trial happens, there's not going to be any, like, more knowledge on how they were killed, why they were killed, what happened and i'm assuming that none of that's just going to be released because you know <laughs> case integrity but i'm very very interested in how this really plays like out for them to release how his wife was killed in her yeah. sleep apparently not even um their kids i know one of their one of her kids chad daybell and tammy um one of their daughters spoke out about how that the family hasn't even received the updated That's results five of kids the, that don't yeah. have their mom because she mm-hmm. mysteriously and then your Died dad in her sleep and then your dad goes and marries the crazy lady that killed both of her children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my god their therapy bills oh everybody has probably high therapy bills but yeah as of right now the main like spokespeople for this case are um charles Vallow's sister and brother-in-law jj's grandparents they're kind of like spearheading everything they're very open and very um open to like the media just wanting to make sure that this doesn't go you know what's unfortunate unheard of and i just thought of this is the dates i'm just not thinking about that mm-hmm. that's a right around when the lockdown first happened yeah like well a lot of a lot of like their early court dates were impacted by covid like do you think maybe that's why they weren't like really checking up on the kids and stuff. Well, no, none of none of like the lockdown stuff happened when the kids were were missing. Were missing. Um, by the time that they had arrested Lori, was when we first started hearing about COVID, and COVID was like really far away from us or whatever, mm-hmm. and we really hadn't had a case here yet because um, we didn't we didn't go into lockdown until like what middle of march so she was still in yeah. jail at this point and they were still actively investigating which i also think had to do with why they weren't able to get a search warrant until june of 2020 for charles for not charles for chad daybell's yeah. house um so i that's definitely why and then she's also been deemed um incompetent several times to hold trial um, and every time that she was deemed incompetent to 
be at trial that got pushed back further and further. Um, and then eventually the court said she had 120 days to become competent to Plus stand trial. her attorney pushing yeah. it back. Yeah. And so, and then they also got pushed back again because um, they, the same lawyer that was representing um, Chad Daybell was also trying to represent Lori Vallow. And they said it was a conflict of interest. Um, and so they're married yeah like, and so they she had to find get a new lawyer and it's just it's just yeah. been one thing after other so as of right now her court date isn't set until 2023 just, like, so we got the rest of this year it's just honestly scary the type but she's still in jail the type of people out there oh it's disgusting it's not like they went and like buried them somewhere else like literally in the backyard and, and it's actually still really living. the 2020 episode is actually really sad because um the grandparents actually drive by his house and are standing out there and looking at this tree and everything saying that they just really want to know where they are trying to find out that the tree that they were standing standing at is ex- like right where they found jj's body so they were just they were right there standing at it and didn't even know this whole time and then to like cut your your daughter up and and burn her and burn her your daughter not even wrapped up in a blanket he was in a garbage bag mm-hmm. yep it's horrible it is absolutely horrible and i mean i feel like i'm full sad for saying that i want to know more about what's going on but i kind of just want to know why in the world she would do any of this like 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 why? she wanted to be with him well i know but like how can you want to be with someone so bad that even when you have other options of things to do with your children you still refuse to she's blinded she was blinded she had one mission one goal she was being fed all these crazy things he didn't have to worry about it because all his kids were yeah his kids are grown and out and his wife was the last you know thing in the way it's gross it's just gross you know, and she was probably, she probably was hoping keeping JJ would get her more money. Now, I did see in, like, court documents, too, that um, she was saying that both of, both Tylee and JJ were becoming zombies and that they weren't themselves. And that um, something had taken them over and replaced their bodies, replaced them, and that they weren't who they were and they were just zombies. So I don't know if maybe that had to do with why she killed them. Lori said this? Mm-hmm. Or she was, like, drugging them. I don't or know. Or just not feeding them. There's no telling. Not There's absolutely no telling. I mean, she didn't need to eat, so why would she feed? I mean, what if what if that's why the oldest son Venmoed the daughter. Kylie the money mm-hmm. to get food? There's no telling. That's horrible. It's just sad. The longer I think about this, the sadder it is. You're in your house doing yoga, and your kids are just, like, in the backyard. You're on the beach in Hawaii, just living your best life, and your kids are dead. Well, she did say that Tylee was dead. Mm-hmm. She did. She said Tylee was dead. She said that she died. That is crazy. She's crazy. That but is crazy. Yes, that is the case. If you have any questions, comments, or want to roast me for any of it, then feel I free. I think this was a good, a good episode. Not in the sense of what happened, but just... Craziness. It was... Crazy. I just wish I, I had know. a better ending for you guys. Maybe one day when we get a verdict on this, we'll uh, circle back and have a... But we do have some, like, you know, unsolved cases. Maybe we'll do, like, updates or, like, I you do know... do an update episode. Yeah. That'd be cool. Could do that. But 
that's all I got for you guys. Um, be prepared. Next Sunday will be our Twitch stream episode. So it's also not a happy. Well, none of ours are. No, really. one of we ever had a happy episode about anything, but it's a good one. Um, it's more conspiracy. Yes, because we realized we hadn't done a conspiracy theory in a long time. Um, so come hang out and join with us, even if you just kind of like set us up on your phone and listen in the background. We'd love that too. Um, that's all I got. I'm going to go drink my smoothie with a broken straw now. (laughs) Bye. Bye.